We'll get started. Uh, good morning or good afternoon. Uh, my name is Sean Barnes. I'm the chief of police for the Madison Police Department. Um, the purpose of this press conference is to uh, introduce to our community our 2023-2028 strategic plan. It's been almost 10 years since our the police department has embarked on this process uh, of establishing a strategic plan. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the plan and introduce it to our community. You will be able to find the plan on our website. And later on, members of our community can, of course, participate in understanding um, how we move forward with uh, the strategic plan. Uh, additionally, I do want to say that um, we did uh, have a, a fourth homicide in our city uh, last week, and um, I have invited uh, Captain Danell, who commands our Investigative Services Bureau, to answer a few questions if there are some things that are on your mind regarding that. But my purpose here is to talk a little bit about our strategic plan and go forward. But before I begin, I want to uh, thank our community uh, for being so uh, welcoming uh, to this process, for participating in this process, those who took the time to complete the surveys, or those who took the time to be in our focus groups, or those who are serving on committees, those who may be serving on the uh, Public Safety Review Committee, the Citizen, uh, uh, Civilian Oversight Board, or any other committee uh, that we reach out to that took time out of your busy schedules to lend uh, your thoughts uh, to how we move forward strategically. Uh, I want to thank our staff, specifically uh, Captain, uh, excuse me, Assistant Chief uh, Matt Ty. I'm going to stop doing that at some point. Uh, Assistant Chief Matt Ty, uh, he was a captain uh, who, when he was a captain, he worked really hard um, to make sure that this process went through very well, and as well as uh, the Matrix Consulting Group. Uh, captain Shannon Blackamore uh, has replaced him, and he'll be uh, ushering this forward uh, as we go. I want to thank all the men and women uh, who call the Madison Police Department a place to, to work and a, and a home uh, because you all uh, were very instrumental uh, in guiding uh, this strategic plan and making sure that this product was available to our community today. So before I begin, I wanted to, of course, say my thank yous to our community, uh, to the Matrix Consulting Group, and of course, our amazing staff here at the Madison Police Department. Uh, I am proud to present the Madison Police Department's five-year strategic plan, 2023 through 2028. This plan was developed with input from stakeholders in the community and employees of our police department. The plan focuses on four main pillars, Madison-centric policing, youth engagement, public communication, and workplace culture. Community policing is and has always been a cornerstone of MPD's operating philosophy. Taking this a step further, Madison-centric policing requires us to take a holistic or all-inclusive approach to addressing crime and disorder and fear in our community. By collaborating with our community and our stakeholders, our goal will be to address these issues in not only the traditional, reactive, aspect, but also in proactive, restorative, and criminal diversion initiatives, something we're very proud of. Our goal with youth engagement is to recommit ourselves to a relationship with our local youth, a relationship that due to national and local events has been strained and even fractured in some aspects. 
we will endeavor to create a safe two-way dialogue between our local youth and our department. We will use this knowledge and our experience to identify those situations in which we have the most contact with our valuable resource, which is our youth. We will use our influence to advocate for improved youth services in order to reduce criminal interventions. We envision a future where Madison's youth will have the confidence and means to engage with the police department on multiple levels. The first two pillars go hand in hand with the third, which is public communications. Effective communication reaches all areas of the community through various media and initiatives that we will be sponsoring. This also includes the media. So if you're here, you're not off the hook. You are certainly a part of this and we want your input as well. Improved communications is the key to fostering an environment of mutual trust, which is vital to any long lasting relationship. The final pillar is workplace culture. Satisfying, fulfilling, and efficient workplace spaces are vital to professionalism and morale of any team and the Madison Police Department is not an exception. These improvements will also help to attract and retain top talented people to our police department to provide the exceptional service that our community uh, expects. In short for this one, uh, I want to ensure that the Madison Police Department is the best place to work. Uh, that there's no other police department that can say they're doing the things that we're doing and I feel very confident about that. To this end, we will be exploring additional staffing models and call response models that improve our ability to provide service while affirming employee wellness. We're also looking to improve internal communications valuable for all reasons that I highlighted above. The Madison Police Department is on the verge of becoming the premier police department in Wisconsin and the national model for exceptional policing. Our goal is to build upon our past traditions and current accomplishments and to embrace the technology that we have before us in order to build the gr a bright future for 21st century policing. The Madison Police Department's vision and philosophy in conjunction with this strategic plan reflects progressive, quality law enforcement concepts which involve every member of the police department. Our plan is designed to improve in all areas of operations and administrations. And when I say improve, I, I really mean that. Uh, there are not a lot of police departments that are vulnerable enough to say that there are areas that we can improve. Continuous improvement is one of our core values. And with this plan, we are recommitting ourselves to that. That's very, very important. I want our community to know that. Most importantly, this plan is created to ensure that the Madison Police Department shall do no harm as we go about the business of public safety here in the capital city. Now, when I wrote that, I scratched it out probably five times and changed it maybe 10 times. And then I, I just kept coming back to this concept of, of do no harm. We do understand that, uh, that there is a cost to policing. Um, and so we are, we are certainly aware of that. This is a police department that embraces uh, evidence-based policing and, and we understand that. And so what we're trying to say with this is that you, know, you have a police department here 
in Madison that understands that when we um, go about any initiative, we take into consideration what harm it may cause to the community, a cost-benefit analysis. And there are not a lot of police departments that do that. And everything that we do, whether it's uh, exploring body-worn cameras or whether it's uh, exploring some type of initiative aimed at stolen cars or reducing guns that are on our streets, we sit down and we talk about um, what could happen from our uh, presence in communities. And I think that's something that uh, our community should be very, very proud of. We have a, an amazing staff that ensures that we do that. In order to achieve the goals that I stated, we commit and dedicate ourselves to what we call partnership policing to, max, to maximize the effectiveness of our services. We have the responsibility to maintain the city of Madison as a place for high quality of life and public safety for all our visitors. And we in, in, ensure to do that uh, with the creation of this plan. And so finally, again, I wanna thank our community for coming together and supporting this initiative for uh, allowing us to, uh, to hear your input, uh, for you to give us that input. Also, again, wanna thank our department uh, for quite frankly, uh, being strong enough uh, being vulnerable enough to, to open up the doors and say, hey, here are some things that we can improve when it comes to communication. Here are some ways that I think we can, we can uh, improve when it comes to our, our uh, young people, our youth, uh, as well as our commitment to employee safety and wellness, making sure that the Madison Police Department um, is the best place to work. And Madison-centric policing, Madison-centric policing is how do citizens, excuse me, community members in Madison want to be policed. And so we heard those voices and we think we, think we have a, a path forward. So I'm very proud of it. And again, I wanna thank all the staff and community members who were responsible for doing this. And I'll take a few questions. Hi, um, Sarah Lear, Wisconsin Public Radio. Yes. One of the items in the report was to continue implementing body-worn cameras. Mm -hmm. What's the status of the camera pilot right now, and do you see a path to more widespread body camera implementation? And if so, what would the timeline be for that? Yes, great question. So there is a path forward. The path includes, number one, the drafting of the policy which we're currently revising now and, and editing now. It also includes the uh, evaluation component. Uh, we had a meeting um, with a researcher uh, from Harvard University uh, this week, actually, and so he's gonna submit to us what a proposal would look like in order to do a pilot. That has to come first, and we have to submit that to, um, city, to our legal, city, city legal, in order to ensure compliance uh, with the law and then they will submit that to city council and they'll make a decision. But we wanna submit a full and complete packet to them. We want them to see what the research component will look like, what questions can we answer, what questions can we not answer, what is the scope and feasibility of the study. I think that's important to make a decision, but in, but in the end of the day, I, I really believe that they'll see our policy as, as a policy that's fair and very progressive They'll see the research component, which some of it I will be able to talk about, but I think I'll probably turn most of that uh, back over uh, to Dr. Turner uh, to discuss. And then hopefully at some point, uh, we'll get permission to move forward. Um, as you know, um, oftentimes what we want to do is be able to wear those cameras 
when we're not encumbered by a jacket. So we're kind of up against the weather a little bit. And so my goal is to have uh, the body-worn cameras uh, on officers in the North District, a randomized control trial in June. That's my goal. That's the first step. And so obviously the plan says we will explore, uh, and that's the first step of, of exploration is to do some experimentation, and then we'll go forward. Um, I believe uh, in, in the product, but I think it's more important that we have a process that our community members expect, and I think we're done, we've done that. Gotcha. And so just to clarify, when you said submit a packet to the city council, that's only concerning the pilot, not... Yes. Okay. And do yes. you know when that might be submitted to the council? We hope to have that submitted um, early next month. Can you give a concrete example of, of something the police department will do in the, with this policy change versus what you would do would have done a couple of years ago, ten years ago? Uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot in the policy. There's some things that that we we took uh, from the uh, the feasibility um, report that I like. Uh, for example, uh, understanding I, I give you one very good one. Understanding that just because an officer wears a body worn camera, they do not lose their discretion. And that was uh, specific, I would have wrote that, but it's specifically written uh, in the feasibility study. And so when an officer wears a body-worn camera, if he or she chooses to use their discretion to help divert someone away from the criminal justice system and they're doing it legally, then that's okay. And I think they need to know that. Um, and so there are a lot of good things in it. Um, I think it's very progressive. I've looked at a lot of body-worn camera uh, policies over the years. Um, I've been involved with this by the way, for a very, very long time. In my former agency, we were the first uh, to give body-worn cameras to everyone. We had them two years before Mike Brown and Ferguson. And so I've done a lot of work on this and had the opportunity to share my thoughts on this subject all over the country. So I feel very good about the direction that we're going. But again, uh, we need the cooperation of our community and, and, of course, the understanding of our city council to move forward. Um, one of the things that you mentioned was alternate call response models yes. and alternate staffing models. Yeah. Can you kind of give some examples of what that might look like in sure. a way that listeners would understand? Sure. So one of the things that we're working on that I'm extremely proud of is we're working on a virtual response unit. Uh, and that project um, is being led by Assistant Chief Patterson and as well as uh, Director Hunt. And so what we're looking at with that is... Uh, Quick response uh, using uh, Zoom uh, technology. So if someone calls in and says, hey, and I always use this example, so don't laugh. Hey, you know, someone stole my flower pot. I, I really want to see a police officer immediately. Uh, 911 dispatch can give them a Zoom link. Say, hey, would you want to speak to a police officer right now? Sure, absolutely. And so they get a Zoom link. If they have a, a smartphone or if they have a computer, they can see an officer uh, in one of our six substations, you know, fully dressed, decked out uh, in our gear and can answer those questions, take that report and even see where the where the culprit may have taken his flower pot. That's just an example. But what that really does is it reduces, uh, I think, the footprint of police uh, in certain neighborhoods who may be uncomfortable by our presence. Um, it also re reduces the amount of cost that we have to spend for feral. It also gives officers who are out in the field an opportunity to go and do other things uh, that may be district priorities. It could be a traffic priority. It could be a priority of a place where we're having stolen cars. It could just be community engagement. And so these are just different models that we're going to explore in order to make our department more 
efficient and really reflect um, 21st century policing ideas. And we're, we are really moving quickly on that. I think we should be probably piloting that sometime in May. So if that's something that you think you may be interested in, please contact our PIO and we may can set something up for you. Give you the scoop. See? You mentioned uh, the cost of policing and um, cost-benefit analysis. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you said something along the lines of, you guys are one of the few departments to be doing this. We're trying to implement it. Why don't you think more police stations are trying to do this? Well, you know, it, it's about evidence-based policing and your commitment to evidence-based policing. Our harm-focused policing has been around for a while, began with some research from Jerry Ratcliffe at Temple University. And so there are not a lot of police departments that are really embracing evidence-based policing. Some are. Some are still in a traditional model, but we don't really want to do that here. And Matt, we've never done that here, actually. Uh, in Madison, all the, going all the way back to Herman Goldstein, who I always mention when I'm up here, um, and what he did with problem-oriented policing is really um, the origins of evidence-based policing. So again, as I stated, we're just moving uh, more toward uh, honoring the traditions of this great police department. I'm very proud to do that, by the way. So. All right, so if there's no more questions, you have any questions about anything else? Okay, well, in that case, thank you for coming.